Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome once again to the WP Builds Podcast. You've reached episode number 331, entitled Why Pay Full Price? When we have GPL clubs. It was published on Thursday the 22nd of June 2023. My name's Nathan Wrigley and I'll be joined in a few moments by David Wormsley so that we can have that chat. But first, a few bits of housekeeping. If you would like to join me and Mark Westgard, we'd be most grateful. We're reviving our WS Form webinar series. We took a bit of a break so that we could both attend WordCamp Europe, but we're back. It's happening at 3 p.m. on the 21st of June. That's a Wednesday. That's 3 p.m. UK time, 10 a.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. Pacific. We have links for calendar booking systems on the wpbuilds.com homepage. So join us live. You can get your comments straight from Mark. Any questions that you've got about WS Form. And we're getting towards the end of the series, so it's getting nice and complicated now. If you want to view the episodes that we've done so far, head to wpbuilds.com. Go to the archives menu in the main navigation and then the demos archive. They're all nestled in there. It really is a really marvellous form plugin solution. We were supposed to have a show with Peach and Eri, the UI UX show, but we've postponed that because Peach is a little bit busy at the moment. It'll probably be happening next week, but I'll, I'll keep you updated. But if you've put calendar events in for that this week, it is no longer going to be taking place. Okay, some other things to mention. If you are keen to get away from Twitter, we have our Mastodon install, which I'm keen for people in the WordPress space to sign up for. It's at wpbuilds.social. Yes, that's a URL, wpbuilds.social. Go and sign up there. You never know, you might find it's a decent alternative to Twitter. Also, as always, if you fancy subscribing, wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. And if you're in the market for some deals, wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. Go and check out a searchable, filterable list of coupon codes for WordPress products. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by GoDaddy Pro. GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL and 24-7 support. Bundle that with the hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients and get 30% off new purchases. Find out more by heading to go.me forward slash WP builds once more go.me forward slash WP builds and true sincere thanks to GoDaddy Pro for helping support the WP builds podcast. Okay, what have we got for you today? Well, it's the 10th episode in our Thinking the Unthinkable series and today we're tackling the thorny issue of why pay full price when we have GPL clubs. I don't know if you know, but it is possible to go out there and use the services of GPL clubs. And these clubs will give you free access. Well, sometimes you pay, but you pay significantly less to get access to plugins and themes and so on. And because WordPress is built on the GPL, this is completely legitimate. But is this a good idea? Are there some problems that may be attached to it? If you've got any comments or thoughts after listening to the podcast, we'd really appreciate them. Head to WPBuilds.com and let us know your thoughts. I hope you enjoy the podcast. 
Hello, welcome to the 10th episode of Thinking the Unthinkable. And today's thoroughly unsavory thought is why pay full price when we have GPL clubs? Nathan, you've no experience of this, have you? No, this is genuinely the truth. I have absolutely no idea about how these things operate. So I think it's going to be a bit of a Q&A episode because I think you you know more about it than I do. I'd also like to point out this is probably the first of our Thinking the Unthinkable <laughs> episodes where that really does stack up. I think there is an area here where we are genuinely going to get into the the bounds of, no, this shouldn't be allowed. We should stop talking about this. So this will be fascinating. <laughs> I know the pitchforks are going to be out and they're going to be pointing yeah. at me, not you. Well, You're maybe not. Clean. Maybe not. Maybe I'll ask some <laughs> ignorant questions. But I guess we should spell this out because there's bound to be a subset of users who have no idea what GPL is, let alone what a GPL club is. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, shall I start with my little bit of history? Because I think oh, okay. we need to put this in perspective, and I can explain that along the way. Because GPL clubs generally are thought of as a bit shady, but you could argue, if we look at our history, that it's an essential consumer rights movement within WordPress. Okay, so <laughs> if we start at the very beginning, um, we get WordPress coming in, and, and it wouldn't have existed if it wasn't for, and this is the GPL general public license, um, because it was a fork of something else that carried that same license, which was B2 stroke uh, cafe log. So well, without it, there's no WordPress, is there? It's this open source license that grants certain freedoms for, in fact, I'll just quickly go through those. The um, right to run a program for any purpose, to study the program and change it, to redistribute copies to help others, and to distribute copies of modified versions to others. So any piece of software that covers with that license, which is WordPress, um, comes with these freedoms. So, yeah, so we get there and then where it's where we get GPL clubs, really, we have to have premium themes and plugins to appear first right, before right. we can even have a reason for them. So that happens in about 2007. And then there is a bit of a debate over GPL um, in 2010 when we have a guy called Chris Pearson, who was the author of the thesis theme, and Matt Mullenweg, obviously the head of WordPress or the head of uh, Automatic, um, going head to head over derivative works of GPL because his thesis theme, he was actually putting his own rights on the pro version of that. And that was generally seen as not a good thing. So that was a big victory for things in WordPress saying, staying true to those kind of freedoms. And then, and I think this is the key moment really. So in 2011, Woo Themes forked Jingo Shop to, uh, Jigo, Jigo Shop, I think it is. Jigo Shop, yeah, yeah sorry, yeah. I said Jigo, yeah, to make, um, the, uh, well, to, to make WooCommerce and to sell premium extensions for mm -hmm. that as well. Mm -hmm. And then in 2013, um, WooThemes removed the existing lifetime licenses on existing customers, um, citing some widely disputed business figures. So that was quite a controversy changing the, the rules on things. And then we got in the same year, the first GPL club appearing called WP Avengers, which was a response to this handling of premium add-ons. But, you know, here's the interesting thing. Here's where it starts to get a bit shady again. Um, the, the guy behind it was called Captain Wu. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course they were. 
Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I, I just think it's fascinating, isn't it? Because in a way, I don't know if we would have had these GPL clubs selling, um, you know, for a much lower rate uh, premium plugins if it hadn't been for the first premium plugin to really disappoint its own customers. Right. That's interesting. So the idea being that the the Woo themes uh, irritated mm. their customers because they removed some lifetime deals, presumably then mm. wanted a subscription basis. And because of that, uh, there was a movement to say, well, right, we're now just going to give these things away. We've got copies of them. We're now just going to start distributing them freely. And then some bright spark thought, well, actually, maybe I could I could turn a profit on these. I could put them onto a website and start to sell my copies of these things for a small fee. Mm, exactly. And, I, and, and who knows? I don't know. I mean, perhaps there is some information out there. I mean, WP Avengers has disappeared and lots of these have turned up around the same time. But maybe that was the first step and they've closed down since. So, I mean, I, I don't know if they were truly doing it as a response to this, whether they just saw there's a way of making money but it, it seems i mean it was done for that reason it was done because that's enough is enough you know this is remember let's get back to our roots this is all gpl you know the earlier plugins it wasn't until you know four years after wordpress was you know forked um that we started to get premium stuff and then for them someone had just taken us too far you know do you know so that, do, do you know just a quick question and I, I think this is true but i could be wrong if anything builds on top of WordPress, it is automatically, by definition, I'd use the word automatically in its strictest sense of the word there, um, it's automatically, by definition, comes under the GPL. If it, if it in some way leverages WordPress, it itself has to be under the GPL license. Yeah, the problem is with this, and it's a grey area, and I'm sure we'll get ticked off if we try and get into the, the legal side of it. I think right. one interpretation, I mean, running alongside this has been, as we talked about, Theme Forest used to allow, or, or I think it was one of their standard policies or something, that the CSS and the design could still hold the rights, but the um, PHP functioning underneath that had to come under GPL. So they held, they still retained the rights through anybody selling through Theme Forest or the, you know, the Invato yeah, marketplace. Yeah. Um, and that, that saw that people who were selling through that weren't allowed to talk at WordCamps. So, you know, because, you know, the, that they were sticking to a strictly legal definition as best as we know, where um, you know, Matt Mullenweg's view that it should be in the spirit of how he sees GPL and that, you know, it, it, they really shouldn't be keeping back certain stuff because it's an integral integral part of the the system itself, you know, to yeah. try and detach it. Um, so, yeah, so I don't, I don't think there's any certainty over this. I think everything has to be tested legally and it hasn't. And I guess the same may apply to, GPL clubs. I mean, they're selling a lot of things under the, you know, under the belief, and I'm I'm sure they've grown more confident over the years that they can do it because they haven't been challenged. But um, I suspect yes. there's a number of plugins that do retain, you know, their rights. Elementor is one that I can particularly think of who didn't make their pro 
version initially, GPL, and then did make it GPL. But I think you would need to be a lawyer to understand the rights that they retain on some of their templates. That's really interesting, isn't it? So the idea being that these GPL clubs are, at the minute at least anyway, our understanding of the law, which is very poor and mm. certainly mm. you and I wouldn't want to test it in court, um, is that all of this is completely legit you are mm. allowed to go to these GPL club licenses. They are not contravening the law, despite the fact that some people might find it peculiar. And you can download all this stuff for, well, let's say free or modest amounts of money. It looks like a lot of these GPL clubs charge a really significantly mm. smaller amount than, than you would have to pay if you went to the original distributor. But mm. all of that being said, the GPL itself has never actually been tested in court. So we're really not sure if in the future that whole edifice could come crashing down, but nobody's ever tried it. Mm. I, I, I mean, I've certainly heard, uh, again, Elementor in, in this case, where I've, a lot of a lot of their people are, are appalled to see that GPL clubs have been carrying Elementor, you know, that they pay the full license on it. And I've heard certainly in their Facebook group in the past, I don't know more recently, but where they said, yes, we'll be trying to tackle some of these people who are, um, you know, as they see it, violating their terms. But I've not seen any action that comes with that, you know. Um, yeah, I, and I you'd guess... imagine the, the lack of action is yeah. is maybe because they've realized that they really don't have a leg to stand on. I, I suppose the closest analogy for me would be it's a bit like in the music industry where you so I'm going back years because obviously nowadays it's very easy to, you know, send a song everywhere in the world in a heartbeat. But when I was yeah. a child, you could buy a CD or a cassette and it was trivially easy to copy that. You could just yes. um, copy it and give it to your your friend. But the record labels knew that was happening, but they, they realized they really couldn't do much about it. And there was just this hope that enough people would pay to own the authentic thing and have the, you know, the best experience and all the packaging and the, the best sound quality and what have you. Enough of them would do that to keep the whole edifice up and running. Because if, if everybody copied everything all the time, then the whole system collapses. And the same would be true here. If everybody acquired everything through GPL clubs, there'd be no economic incentive for anything to build, uh, sorry, for anybody to build anything on top of WordPress because, you know, you can't put food on the table with good wishes. Yeah. You've just taken me back to a childhood memory of yes. a Sunday night. Yes. used to go and listen to the radio for yes. the top, top, uh, top 40. 20 old, top 40, was it? Yeah. yeah. And you used to sit there with your tape recorder, <laughs> trying to start it just after the announcer has stopped speaking. Yeah, I, I used to have a little, sorry, total digression. I used to have this little cassette player, which was yeah. separate to the radio. So I had to, and it had a little microphone built into it, which by today's <laughs> standards would be awful. And I literally used to push the... The, the little microphone up to the radio and when the song when the dj announced that he was about to play the next song you'd click the play and record yep. buttons at the same time and try to hold it as still as possible so that there was no noise of creaky plastic or whatever and then when the <laughs> when the song finished you'd quickly press pause yeah just exactly such a memory. That. 
Yeah. But and yet we were breaking know. the law, David. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mind you, we we're breaking the law. I think I think the law still exists in the UK that, that every every male uh, over the age of 14 is supposed to practice archery on a Sunday. Yes, I must admit, I've, <laughs> I've definitely missed a couple of weeks of, uh, of archery practice. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, yeah. total digression. But the, yeah. anyway. here they are, GPL clubs. Um Go on then. Let's get into the whole thing. Do, do you have you any experience with these? Cough. Yeah, quite quite a lot. I mean, <laughs> oh god, what am I saying here? Yeah, I, I mean, I've I've used them and I've even used them on live sites um, with, with clients have known what I'm doing. Um, this kind of thing. So it, actually, going back a little bit, and I'll explain where it, I first started using them on live sites. So after we got to the point with Avengers, again, it's back to WooCommerce, but then Automatic bought WooCommerce, ah. and it's interesting for them. So in 2000. 2015, they um, they kind of dropped the discounts and the bulk buying of extensions, and for that reason, made it suddenly expensive. And actually, for me, actually stopped me from uh, wanting to do WooCommerce because it became more of an expensive proposition. So in those cases, you could, because interestingly as well, they stuck true to the word that they didn't. So they also bought some extra extensions, things like. Um, automate woo which actually they used to try and restrict the use of it where you needed a license key before the program would work ah. and when it came to uh, automatic owning it that was removed so with all of woocommerce's extensions they've they've stuck to the, that agreement there where they don't hinder you from using gpl but they did increase their prices. So in that yeah. case, yeah, one client, uh, I just thought he wanted some extra stuff for a short time. And I said, well, look, you, this is what it's going to cost you. And, uh, or we could do this, but here's the risks, you know. Yeah, it's an interesting proposition, e-commerce and GPL, yeah. because it feels that if you're in the market for a plugin and yeah. you're, you've got an e a website which in some way has e-commerce, it does feel that, and we'll get onto how these GPL clubs work in a minute, but it does feel as if you're more likely to pay for something um, without thought because it, it props up your business. You know, if something fails to function in your yeah. e-commerce store, then, you know, your, your cash register stops ringing and yeah. your revenue dries up. And so that's an interesting thing, isn't it? You know, so automatic were able to make that but I, I do wonder what the conversation was that was had back then in terms of you know was it just purely being honorable to the gpl or was it was there more of a conversation around okay look this is a great business to be in there's going to be a massive proportion of people who are willing to pay for this i'm pretty sure yeah. it was probably the former um, in terms of it just being uh, honoring the gpl but it's it does feel like e-commerce particularly would be in some way immune to this a little bit more than just, I don't know, a, a small plugin which does something interesting on your site but isn't crucial to its well-being. Mm. Well, I mean, the, the you know, the dropping of the discount, which was 50%, I mean, it was a massive change in the cost, but in a, in a way, it's pretty much in line with Shopify, which was their nearest competitor. So, mm. you know, so I, I, I understand, but in certain circumstances, then that changed the deal. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on on what you had with your client, suddenly I was no longer in control. So there was this kind of like, well, what do we do? 
do you go GPL with you know use that and and take a gamble because it's even greater a risk isn't it if you're you know taking money through your website as well to use um, plugins from a source unknown right right especially you know in terms of security updates or or mm. even who knows backdoors that have been popped in there mm. I do remember actually right at the beginning of our podcast Ron so probably like episode well under the 20s we did actually talk mm. about that we talked about the the pricing and about the fact that this 50% discount had been removed mm. and I remember at the time well I wasn't doing e-commerce so I had to learn it from others but I do remember at the time there being a lot of angst and an annoyance about that but it you know it doesn't really affect this whole GPL discussion so right back to you um yeah how what were your what what have been your motivations for using these GPL clubs is it just because um is it just because it's a bit cheaper or you want to try things out is there some is there some bit of you which thinks that if I try it out and I like it I'll go and pay for it from its original source if you like yeah, you just covered it with the last point, I think, mm. really. Mostly uh, it's, you know, because I'm doing the YouTube channel and checking things out, sometimes you wanted to see what else is out there and it's behind a paywall and just to check it out, I wouldn't, you know, I'm not going to pay that, so I'll uh, GPL club. I think that's initially the reason to try things out. And um, yeah, I, I, I've always fairly much distrusted them. My first experience with a GPL club, um, I was checking... The, what I downloaded and definitely there was <laughs> because the earlier way of getting this kind of software was from those kind of online download where they'd nulled the programs yes yes for a lot of people all sorts. Yeah, yeah 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 and clearly this earlier um GPL club had done that they'd pick some stuff and I, I told them as well, and it did look like they cleaned it up. I don't think you see that now. And that's what most, the argument against the GPL club is you can't trust it. You don't know who you're buying it from, which is absolutely right. And that is probably likely to can, contain lots and lots of dodgy uh, stuff, which definitely was true in the earlier days. But I, I think now, because they are so, uh, they're everywhere now, aren't they? that they can steal from each other that I think most of the time, if you do download it, it's going to be the actual same program with few modifications. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. You use the word steal inadvertently there, um, <laughs> yeah. sort of steal from each other. But I guess under the, under the auspices of the GPL, you're just, yes, like, you're just taking, you know, well, what, what is, what is rightfully yours. Um, we, yeah. I I, think that can would, I just say why yeah, I please. use that term actually? Um, because it's actually, and I can't remember which GPL club it's on, but they literally use that word that you're not allowed to go and steal, <laughs> steal this for your own. You can't use it for your own clubs. You can't pass it on to other people, which is the, <laughs> the, the very premise in which they are operated in the fact that you can do that. <laughs> Oh dear, it's a bit like a criminal saying, you know, here's yeah. a load of gold bullion that I stole. Don't you dare steal it from me. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's fascinating. Um, okay, so with these GPL clubs, it I had a we had a look at one of them before I we started yeah. this podcast recording. You gotta say they they they're not they're not like they don't look dodgy, do they? They're quite slick, they look like they've been in business for a while, they've got everything, you know, searchable, filterable and all that kind of stuff. But the question for me is where are they getting them? How are they getting their hands on this stuff? So let's let's pick random plugin. We'll call it plugin A. And and plugin A has a free version on the WordPress repo and it also has a pro version. As far as I'm aware, the only way of getting plugin A's pro version is to sign up, 
pay your subscription, go to the website, download it. So there it is. I've got a copy of it. How are these how are these websites amassing hundreds, possibly thousands mm. of these plugins? Um, you know, you mentioned in, in in air quotes stealing from each other. I mean, I'm sure there's a little bit of that going on. But do you think these are do you think these are people who've got legitimate accounts with these organisations? You know, they're downloading it and then putting it onto their repository, their GPL club. That's the bit that I don't understand. How is how is it they've got so many? Yeah, I, I honestly I don't know, and I think they're getting them from various sources. I think. I, I imagine the first one that I ever joined where I did tell them they got this null stuff in there. I, I mean, and I, I think it's one of these like, kind of like I'm revealing my dirty little secret here that I use them. And I'm sure a lot of other people <laughs> do. And so, somebody who told me about one club, which I joined, um, said that he used them and they knew the guy behind it who was always hidden, uh, you know, another Captain Wu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and, um, but I think from what I understood of that uh, small conversation I had is that they obviously had amassed their own programs. They, you know, they were somebody who built sites for people and, you know, bought every lifetime deal that was going so they would have updates for life on that. And then the rest of the time, I guess they were just, padding it out with other ones from other GPL clubs and wherever else they could get the stuff from. So right. I, d I don't think there's one method. I mean, the, here's the thing, though. There are different types of these GPL clubs, aren't there? There's some really new ones, which is like Nabuna.com that does, you know, YouTube advertising with a proper presenter, and it looks totally legit, you know? Right. If you see one of those. Wow. I mean, they, you know, they explain it's GPL, this is stuff. You don't get the support with us, but you get, you know, and they do that. And I, I'm not sure if they do this, but some other ones have their own plugin, which means you can update their, from their repository like you would with WordPress, the new premium plugins. So you've got that. So Wait, wait hang uh, on. Let, just, just, let's just dwell on that for a minute. So on some of these... GPL club sites, you can download a plugin, which essentially is a bit like having the WordPress repo in your, but, but for, um, GPL, uh, again, in air quotes, stolen, um, <laughs> yeah. plugins. And so what you, you go so you're in the WordPress admin, you click on the link to their plugin in the, in the menu on the left, and then you're suddenly presented with the things that you can download. So you can update it from within WordPress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I've tried one. Of, I mean, I, I've never put this on the live site. Um, but uh, yeah, there was one of those uh, clubs. Um, I mean, the, the ne next to nothing. The, the, I've only joined three in my lifetime. So it sounds like I've tried them all. But uh, one of those did have its own plugin. And it was quite it was quite slick how it worked. Um, you know, it would do the same. It would give you notifications when your plugins were updated out of date so through it you could update those with the latest version they had but here is where it goes wrong is because uh if you have genuine plugins in it and i don't know how the other ones work if uh, that are up to date uh it will tell you that you're not up to date and to update with their <laughs> plugin oh. which meant rolling back so it can all go horribly wrong with that so I, I did test one of those out and i thought yeah it sounds like a really nice idea but if they all work in that same way the ones that you have paid for won't be as update up to you so you can end up you know reverting right your paid for plugins just to update 
your non-paid font yeah, plugin. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> so the traditional process, though, with a WordPress plugin, which is a premium plugin, is you, you go to the website, yeah. download it, upload it to your WordPress uh, install, and then typically mm. there's some settings page where you have to enter your license key. And during the, during the period of that license key, it updates the plugin just like any other plugin so you know you get an update you click mm. uh, update and presumably it does some sort of license check and you're all good to go and it updates and when that license expires it stalls at that point you know you might try to update it but the license says no and you you're stuck on the version that you're on you can't move forward from there presumably mm -hmm. that's how this works if you're on one of these gpl clubs and it doesn't have this automatically updating plugin you then just have to keep checking back and hope that the GPL club will have found some way the latest version and then download it from the GPL club and upload it, you know, upload it and wipe out the old version and, and upload the new version. So it's a much more manual process. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I you can I mean, you can get around that easily with something like Main WP, where you can upload the plugin of your choice and send it out to all of your sites in one go, so you can make right. it less manual. But um, but I, I was saying about different types of clubs because there are some other ones as well, which is uh, GPLDL.com uh, as well, which is a sort of. Um, I think the basis of that one was more of a membership, you know, where people could effectively come together to distribute as as members. You know, you you could add in your contribution to this club with your plugin that you. Oh, bought. I see. It's a bit like so, Napster. So, it's file sharing. Yeah, it's kind of that sort of way, you know. Because I mean, it's built into our freedoms. I have the right to help out a friend with my program. So I go and buy it and I say, Nathan, would you like this? Which we do occasionally pass them on to try some account, you know? We don't give away the license key, that's the only thing. Yeah, so so you, you sign up to this service and then if somebody wants something, you might have it and you donate it to the service and then everybody can get hold of it. <gasps> it's fascinating. I'm just looking at the list of things now. Oh my goodness, it just goes on and on and on and on. I mean, it's literally <laughs> hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. My I think word. I think that I think that club's changed. I've never really followed it too much, but uh, I think it's probably changed to be a little bit more like the other ones, where someone's in charge and you just pay an amount for it. But uh, it's yeah. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. but here's the thing: there isn't. Sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say you you raised a really good point there. I wonder how many people listening to this, are, 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 firstly, are going to be going. Well, this all sounds very immoral. I I can't abide this. Maybe <laughs> maybe other people are secretly saying, yeah, I, I'm a member of several of these as well but i don't like to talk about it but also yeah. there definitely will be and i'm even gonna say a, a maybe even a majority of people who have air quotes lent their plugin to somebody else mm. their premium plugin to somebody else because a friend has said look i just want to try this out can i borrow it and mm. use your license and i'll bet that happens all the time and you are in effect servicing the same need you're doing the same thing right yeah, exactly. And I, th I see nothing wrong with that. I think where the whole thing gets a little bit knotty, and also for GPL clubs and how much you can trust them, is that not everybody has entered into the spirit of GPL like um, Automatic have. You know, so as I say, when they bought other plugins, some of those have blocked the use of the program without the license key. So until right. you stick that paid for license key in, the program doesn't work. Now, automatic haven't done that they've they've stuck to this sort of spirit where you can share it freely and you don't need that key 
So good on them, I think, because um, it's true to that kind of spirit. But here's the interesting thing. These GPL clubs have to also uh, carry other plugins where you do need those license keys. And in order to make them work, they have to modify the code. Right. And so I guess yeah. that raises questions. As soon as you're running into something where the code has been modified, the yeah. my spidey sense there is starting to go, hang on a minute, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> And that that really is a bit of a concern for me with all of this is that I I I just wouldn't you know I, I there's no trust there for me I, I'm just thinking okay I'm downloading this software from some organisation I don't really know how they've got it but it, it's certainly peculiar how they've got it put it that way and and I don't know if it's been tampered with I don't know if a backdoor has been added I don't even know if there's some sort of man in the middle attack on that GPL club such that every download is being distributed yeah. with malware even if the, the the owners of that website don't know anything about it and of course that's possible it might be that almost everything is going to bring problems to you um caveat emptor I guess <laughs> you know it's up to you to up to you to go and check these things for viruses or suspicious code prior to actually sticking them on your website yeah i mean you could take the trouble really to compare i mean there's tools out there where you can compare the code with an original code but of course you have to have that original you got it yeah yeah, yeah. it's sort of yeah self-defeating there isn't it yeah yeah um i mean you could do check. i mean when i found clearly uh, the first time i used it and it was just you know as most of this has been from for me just trying out tools out there the first time i saw these obviously nulled uh, dangerous plugins being sent it wasn't difficult to find them really just to sort of kind of run run a virus check you know mm. on them and that that would pretty much find dodgy code straight oh, away. oh really and you found some in some of them yeah you? yeah that's why i was oh. able to report it i've got no skills in this kind of thing if i can find it you know um you wonder <laughs> yeah, yeah that's know, the stuff that's on the surface right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yes if i can see it so yeah i mean that is always the the biggest risk i i think genuinely i, I it's not in the interests of companies like nabuna um who will do some advertising um to put any of that stuff in there and you might guess i don't know it would be a guess that they probably do buy their plugins directly from source um i've just clicked on the nabuna uh, website the link that you sent and uh it's quite quite interesting the the, the thing right at the top is uh for just 15 dollars per month and prior to that they've crossed out 89 so they're <laughs> you know they're, they're definitely in this aren't they they've got all the marketing going on just for just 89 dollars. no 15 dollars a month then they've got all the benefits listed out of being a part of the club and how you can build yeah. amazing websites and then all the different plugins and and so they sell them individually as well you don't have to join the membership yes. you can just buy them one at a time for you know a handful of dollars wow boy it's it's full on isn't it <laughs> well i mean i i'm pretty sure the clubs that i've joined i mean they've been like it's really crazy money about sort of 30 dollars or something for lifetime so i mean you uh, just think oh, i'll join that just to download these things i mean i know i have to put it safely locally or something like that so to try them out and um but it is interesting i mean certainly you know i ran a beaver builders beginners group and certainly a couple of people have come in from that who have generally bought beaver builder from one of these clubs not knowing that wasn't right 
Well, do you know what? If I if I was a novice to WordPress, right? Yeah. So they've got the word WordPress in there. In so the the, the strapline on this Nabuna website, right at the top, is get the ultimate WordPress plugins and themes for web design professionals and business owners. They've actually got an asterisk next to the word wordpress i don't know where that ends up but i can't see anything in the footer which might tell me it's why a, uh, no it's there in the bottom it says oh. it's just saying they're not affiliated in any way oh right okay so yeah. anyway the point is they've obviously you know they're, they're thinking about search engine optimization so if i if i wanted to get some wordpress themes there is a chance that i would stumble across this and there's nothing here to make me think that i'm not buying the real thing you know and if i'm new to wordpress i have no idea what what website to go to to download a plugin or or indeed anything to do with the cost typically for plugins so you're saying that you encountered people in your facebook group who bought plugins from these types of places thinking yeah. that this was the place to buy it from mm. yeah huh. right and let me just have it's interesting actually what if um yeah, that's definitely the case. But it's interesting. I'm pretty sure uh, with most of them, I think I'm just looking at their page there, whether they advertise that they're not modified in any way that they are. No, they just say that they are, well, most of them, no, well, it guarantee says, that yeah. they are secure and virus-free. One of the things, yeah, it says here, benefits of the membership. It says all our products are scanned and verified by McAfee Secure. This means yeah. that all of your plugins are a hundred percent virus free. Mm. Yeah, interesting. I guess. I guess if you trust McAfee's security, yeah. <laughs> scanning, well. then you're you're good to go. It couldn't possibly anything couldn't get past that. Surely not. <laughs> Oh. And people do say, I mean, like they try and stand out. They say they're not nulled or cracked versions. But I would be, I'd be. You see, I think. It depends what you call nulled, really. I don't know. I mean, I can think of one example. That's WP Rocket, who you definitely need to put in a key for that one to work. And I think pretty much everybody uh, puts that in. Is WP um, Rocket therefore not GPL? No, I mean, no, I mean, you can do that. I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? It's up to your own interpretation and spirit of it. Right. So it can still be GPL. Um, and it, I think it has to be. But what I'm saying is it, it won't work until you've put your license key in. But the very fact that they are able to pass that on shows that they must have done something to it to be able to make that work. I mean, yeah. Uh, all they need to do, is, I'm sure, is to modify one file. There'll be one file which will go and say, check here that there's a license key and make a callback. And I'm sure all they need to do is to change that to say, don't make a callback and stick in this arbitrary key or something. Right, right. Lines. I see what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got it, got it. I wonder um, I wonder if plugin developers, not being a, in any way, shape or form a plugin developer myself, I wonder if there's any metrics which they are able to gather which gives them an indication of how many of the, let's say, pro licenses of plugin A are being used with a license key. So in other words, there's a million people using my plugin and 700,000 of them have got the license key installed, but there's these other 300,000 somewhere. So we know that roughly three out of 10 um, licenses are, are, are well, yeah. they're not being licensed in that way. They've been found in on other ways, shall we say. I, I, I doubt there's any metric they can no. get on this kind no, of stuff. No, I would have thought um, not as well. 
Yeah, and I think it gets really interesting when, I mean, I've no idea because I've never tested it out, but uh, something like Elementor would be a good example and there'll be other page builders as well where they have kind of cloud templated and I suppose you don't get access to that. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, there'll be there'll be uh, things which are limited to you. I do remember in the day, do you remember when Elementor came out, they had their unlimited license was available yeah. for this annual subscription and at some point they they changed that didn't they they made it only a thousand well only yes. that's still rather a lot isn't it but a thousand installs off one license because they discovered that this one license or a handful of license keys were being used in thousands and thousands and thousands of websites you know much more yes. than any individual or company could possibly make use of so i guess the principle there was this license key has found its way out onto the internet our licensing mm -hmm. system allows it to be used infinitely so they reined that in and put this limit of a thousand on it and at the time it caused great uproar but i have to confess i always thought boy you know if you've got a thousand websites that does seem like you could probably get another license when you get to the 1,001st website. You're obviously doing quite well. <laughs> I, I'm sure it happens. In fact, you remind, remind me of another one of my dodgy dealings. Oh, no. Far You're too much. No, I remember, after this, David. <laughs> yeah, but long before I was doing this professionally, I mean, I've had a, a Gravity Forms license for about 10 years now, which I've paid for every year. Um, but before that, when I heard about it and the lifetime deals that they initially had with that had expired, I did find somewhere when I was looking at that because I wanted to try it out, somebody had a... Um, somebody was sharing a license key. It was out there. There was a hand, handful of these lifetime deal license keys being shared around. I tried <laughs> one of them out. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> so you could see what you could see. Elementor's point. You know that can simply happen, couldn't it? Gets out there in the public, and everybody can start using it. But I guess these companies at the beginning, when they're it's okay. So rewind the clock ten years okay. when it was the beginning of all of this. No, nobody knew what this model would look like anyway. So there's probably you know Gravity Forms never had any expectation that there'd be thousands and thousands of people sharing that. Uh, license yeah. but then also companies like elementor you know I'm, I'm guessing they just they hadn't figured out that that same abuse in inverted commas would occur um and they just figure it out as they're as they're growing you know but yeah. I'm, I'm sure yeah. that, that you know if you're starting a, a wordpress company now i'm sure that you'll probably have much more chops about you you know you're not going to set up an infinite license for a small fee i imagine that most companies these days put some kind of limit on things yeah, but you know, if a if a key did get out, uh, unlike with Gravity Forms, where at that time at least everything was uh, on your own system, with Elementor having a sort of cloud library, if you let a key go out like that, an infinite number of people could use that one license there yeah. and access their paid for hosting. You know, for the you know, it, could, it would really cost the company quite a lot. Of money. Yeah, yeah, it really there, could. There, yeah. There is one, I mean, again, um, revealing more of my dodgy goings on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, when I was testing, I was really interested in performance. So I wanted to test out a whole bunch of optimization plugins. And one of them that I found was Flying Press, which is a very good uh, one of those optimizing plugins. But, but I got it from a GPL just to try out their pro version of that one. And uh, it really knows how to publicly shame you. It actually on the front, it actually says that you need to put your license key in on the on the front end of the site. When you're oh, really? 
Yeah, yeah. It does say it doesn't have it. It it puts up some kind of warning about not having up to date key on it. And I thought, well, that's the first time I've ever seen that. Well, that really um, is. Yeah, I mean, presumably there's nothing wrong with that. The plugin will no. still work. It will function. But that is an interesting line of defense, isn't it? Publicly shaming. You know, the person, <laughs> the purveyor of this website is up to is up is not been beneath in in air quotes buying from a gpl club ah that's interesting so they're on the attack there that's fascinating yeah it's a, it's interesting i mean i have I have no issue with that one it's fair enough it's a it's a premium plugin only and and the author gives away a lot of good free plugins on the repository so but it's just an interesting take on how everybody does this all the individual companies some decide to you know limit um, which isn't, you know, as I say, this isn't Matt Mullenweg's interpretation. The, the, the program, we should be able to share it. I should be able to hand everything over to you without you having to share my license key with you. Yeah. You know, yeah. In, it, from their perspective. But not everybody's doing that. Everybody's of, trying to protect their business interests in different ways. Yeah, one of the lines of defense that I've seen is that the, the premium license has to, in some way be certified in the purveyor's website. So you have to go in and say, um, I'm going to be running it on this site. So you copy and paste the URL of the website and then that authorizes yeah. it for that website. And so in that way, it, it, it obviates this problem because obviously whoever's got that license key can't do that. They don't have your username and password for that service so they can't get in. But I haven't seen that too often. Um, the last time mm. I saw it was quite a while ago, but I know that some people have done it that way. Mm. I, I mean, I don't know if it's still the case. Elementors get mentioned a lot here, but um, there's always there's always been a lot of talk with them with GPL and their relationship with it, and because it's such a big, important plugin in WordPress, you can see. But they, uh, when they went GPL, they also restricted when the license expired that you could do anything with the premium add-on. So your site wouldn't break, but you just couldn't do any more with the the premium widgets. Right. Right. Okay. So, you know, so yeah. interested. Well, let, let's sum it up. You've got these in our show notes. You've got the arguments for and against summarized. So should we just go through those before we wrap it up? Okay. We'll start with the arguments against those. Yeah. So dodgy code. That's mm. certainly the one. Um, yeah, that, that is I, the one for me. That's, that is the reason I wouldn't want to do it. Just who knows what rubbish could happen. Yeah. 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 I, I've, uh, much of why I'm kind of against it is the second one, which is developers will go out of business if everybody was doing this. You right. Know? Um, you know, I mean, anybody listening to this who's a plugin developer is going to be, you know, with a pro version of whatever it is they've got, they're going to be screaming at us, aren't they? Just like, you haven't <laughs> yeah. mentioned this yet. This is a big <laughs> thing. You know, if you've put hours of blood, sweat and tears into your plugin, it must be incredibly galling to see it on a GPL club. Knowing yeah, that absolutely. that's not where you intended it to be. Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, I, I've, I've taken real pride. I mean, a lot of the plugins that I've bought, I've been so happy with them for so many years that it's just not, you know, I wouldn't not want, I would, you know, it, the money doesn't matter. I want to be part of the club. Mm. You know, it's simply that I want to support the developers. So I, and I think that's how it should be. Um, I put in third here, it encourages some truly bloated sites. But you know, that's the fact that suddenly you've got 
all of these premium plugins that you could stick in. Um, if you, in fact, if you look at some of the GPL clubs, they are so bloated because, and they, as you said, they look professional, but it's because they pretty much got every plugin out there to choose from, haven't they? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. like um, a full-on marketplace. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> yeah. But and I, the next issue is really that they're never going to be as up to date as if you're buying from the, you know, from source. When there's a hot fix that needs to come for security, you're going to get it straight away. With these, you're going to wait a day or two or even longer for them to update. Yeah, and in some cases, especially with some of the bigger plugins, you've got to imagine they have a big target painted on their back. So again, we keep talking about Elementor. Let's say that Elementor has a disastrous security problem. Mm-hmm. That that's going to go round the the internet hacker community like wildfire because there's so many millions of sites that could be compromised, and Elementor release a patch, everybody clicks the button, it gets updated on those websites. Yeah. But of course, it doesn't in this scenario. You have to wait for your GPL club to somehow get hold of that, upload it to the site, yeah. you download it. That could that could be a totally indeterminate amount of time, including. It never happens. It may be that that plugin never gets updated on that website. Who knows? So you are you are totally opening yourself up, I think, in that scenario. Yeah, absolutely. And we've mentioned the fiddling around with the code for the, to make it work when a key is required. And finally, there's just no guarantee you're going to get the updates from them. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I've seen it on lots of them where they... As we, you know, you can guess they are, as I've said, stealing from each other because, you know, often if you go and look at a certain plugin, they're all stuck on an earlier version. Um, you yeah. Know, none of them have got updated. So, you yeah. know, they must, somebody, you know, they were relying on one person to have a license for this and they no longer do. Right. <laughs> this is This is interesting as well because prior to clicking record, you and I had a little look at a couple of yeah. random selected plugins. And they were actually up to date, weren't they? Both of the things that we looked for were bang up to date. And in and in one case, the plugin had been updated fairly recently, and there yeah. it was. The, the, well, at least it claimed to be. You know, it was the it, the, the changelog number matched um, with the with the official website. So it would appear at least some of them are keeping up to date. But there's no guarantees. Okay, that's the, no. Go on, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I knew because there was a, really, there was a plugin that I paid for, but I didn't want to update it because the only site I had it on was a demo site mm-hmm. uh, for this. And uh, so I looked around at the GPL thinking, hmm, and, and they were all stuck. But now we just looked at it, didn't we, earlier? And now they're all up to date. So, well, Amazing. this one was. So, Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So somebody's gone and bought it. <laughs> okay, so the slightly shorter list of <laughs> yeah, in the, in the arguments the- for GPL Club, I'll start off. Um, well, no, you've gone. You wrote them, so you should do it. Oh, okay. Well, I think it just takes us, but it reminds us and plugin authors that WordPress is GPL. And, mm. I, and I think, you know, when you listen to particularly again elemental because of the type of audience that they bring in that have come in there that that instantly expect to pay for a premium thing they think people are stealing and you think well maybe not it is it's part of the freedoms it's why wordpress exists so i think it's good to remind us of that i think that was really eloquently put i like that that's quite actually quite a strong argument isn't it i like that yeah Testing and reviewing software, that's what I've mostly used it for, which has been fascinating. Yeah, again, do. if you just... So the, the curious thing there is you 
there is a high probability in your case, given your proclivities, that you will you'll go and test it because you know you haven't got enough skin in the game to go and buy it to test it. So you'll test it with a view to buying it, which is mm. interesting. Mm. There used to be a few um, plugins out there that used to put the pro version on GitHub. You know, oh, not many right. of those, but yeah. you know, you could yeah. you could get it um, and still buy it because I was sticking to the fact that really all we're selling is the convenient updates and the support. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Um, and yes, um, here's another interesting one: security fixes on software that are no longer part of your regular toolkit. So let's say you decide, which is what a lot of plugins sell themselves, is that you don't need to update. You could, you know, we want you on subscription and you renew every year, but this software won't break immediately. So if that's the premise, here's the problem that happens sometimes is that if the author has a t terrible security uh, issue with that earlier version, if they don't go and make that fix available, which some have occasionally when it's been high profile, but if they don't, you are stuck with something which you were sold to, believing that you could keep it running for as long as you decided to, but now it's got a security fix and you've got no way to get out of it. So a GPL could might save you in that case. Yeah, that's interesting. I have I have a plugin, I'm not going to name names, but I have a plugin that I'm still paying a license key for. And mm -hmm. it hasn't been updated in over twenty-four months, so it's two years. There's been no, there's been no mm. hint of an update of any kind. And and I, I, yeah, there's a bit of me which is questioning what what am I paying for here? Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, the plugin does what it does, and there's no features been added, nothing's been taken away, but nor has there been any kind of update process at all, and it. Yeah, it, I can I can see that. It's quite an interesting, quite an interesting there argument. There is, a, I mean, just from that, it's come up a few times recently for me. Is that there is no way in the WordPress system. So you download a free plugin from the the repository, and you just do your general updates. But when there is no update, and even when they've removed it from the repository, you've no inkling that that plugin hasn't been updated or been removed from the repository. Yeah. Yeah. And it could have a, a serious security problem in it, and you would have no idea as a user. Yeah, that was a bit of a debate in the news recently, the WordPress sort of news recently, wasn't it? That it, re pulling plugins entirely from, in yeah. this case, the WordPress repository isn't always the best option. You know, let's say that they contravene something and they get pulled. Maybe it'd be better to have the option for it to be updated because, let's say, it's a security fix. Do, you don't really want every the plugin author to have to go through the theme or sorry the plugin review process which might take weeks to get it back up when really they've they've managed to fix the thing that was wrong you want that them to be able to just resurface that fix straight away so that everybody can get yeah. that fix yeah oh, that's a bit of an aside sorry mm, no well I, I think we've come to the end of what we what's our final thoughts on this well so you're never going to touch them are you no i'm coming to you with handcuffs david i'm uh, i'm going <laughs> to phone the authorities almost immediately this, this, <laughs> yeah. this podcast is over and uh, and we shall have you banged up in jail before the day is out now i i don't know I, there's i find it a bit strange i've not done it ever and i can't see myself ever doing it but yeah. you know there were some solid arguments in there and the the, the strongest one is 
really, in terms of the law, I guess, you're not doing anything wrong. Yeah, exactly. And I, you know, I mean, I, w- I definitely wouldn't recommend them to anybody who didn't know what they were doing and to use them, you know, I mean, it's, but th- that's the thing, isn't it? It's, this is all, we're all in one big GPL club, aren't we? Yeah. All taking yeah. risks. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. take your risk with these people and you think, yeah, it's kind of is shady and most of them do hide away, but, but, you know, so do you know many of the plugins you download for free from the repository and and how much different is it from you know there's a lot of people who say you know i hate the gpl but i'm only ever going to buy lifetime deals or something you know effectively it's still not it's still not putting a lot of money in the the pockets of developers yeah yeah we we sort of didn't really get too much into the the whole developer you know yeah. the, the financial side of it all we maybe should have done more justice to that but yeah good episode interesting um definitely i'm sure people will be screaming at us but if you've got any comments <laughs> let us know what you think <laughs> but that was nice yeah. i will see you in a couple of weeks yeah thanks bye well i hope you enjoyed that always a pleasure to chat to david wormsley in this case about the thorny subject of gpl clubs and how legitimate moral and so on they are if you've got any thoughts head over to wpbuilds.com search for episode number 331 and leave us a comment there we'd most appreciate it if you fancy boosting the podcast please go to your podcast player of choice apple Podcasts, google podcasts and so on and give us a review five stars or something like that would be most welcome the wp builds podcast was brought to you today by godaddy pro GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, and 24-7 support. Bundle that with the hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients, and get 30% off new purchases. You can find out more by heading to go.me forward slash WPBuilds. And true sincere thanks to GoDaddy Pro for their ongoing support of the WPBuilds podcast. We will be back next Thursday for a podcast episode. Remember, we also do our This Week in WordPress show, wpbuilds.com forward slash live. That's 2 p.m. UK time. Come and join us and leave some comments. And also just remember that the Peach and Eri show has been cancelled for this week. It's probably going to be next week. But Wednesday, 3 p.m. UK time, join us for Mark Westgard. That's at the same URL, wpbuilds.com forward slash live, as we go through some of the more complicated features of WS Form. I have managed to find some truly sublimely cheesy music for this week, so I hope you enjoy that. All that remains for me to say is, have a good week, stay safe, bye-bye for now.